0: Hello, lovelies. Tess is back, ready to answer your burning questions, ready to support you in your time of need. That's right. This is the advice podcast for people who might need some direction. I'm here to give it. I'm Tess. I'm gonna talk you through your issues. Uh, email me. Tess talks you through at gmail.com. That's T-E-S-S-T-A-L-K-S-U-T-H-R-U at gmail.com. Calm. You know what I've been so into recently? Audiobooks. Obviously, I'm into podcasts. I love to listen. You love to listen or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You probably love to listen to a lot of the other podcasts from Hearsay Studios as well. And, um, But give an audiobook a chance to... Here's what's cool. I, I know I'm not being paid by the Libby app or by my public library. I, but anytime on a podcast, you start talking about products or anything, you're like, this is a commercial for Stitcher. No, this is um, this is just something I've been so enjoying. And I want you to know and have the opportunity also. You can get an app. Mine happens to be Libby, although I'm certain there are several apps. And if you have a local library card, Your library can like loan you audio or um, e-books for your e-reader, but you can like borrow audiobooks. I've listened to like five this year, which is more books, more than books I've actually read. Um, I, I love to read. I don't know why I don't do it more, but on the audiobook life, I'm like driving to work. Learning (laughs) because you know, I only listen to very educational books like Lauren Graham's um, Talking as Fast as I Can autobiography. I learned so much. Um, No, I've read some, I've read, I've listened to some excellent books and I just, I just love it. Of course, there are a lot of books I'd love to read that have not been converted to an audio format. That's okay. So, my threshold or my what I will listen to. The bar is low. Um, that's okay. I like I like having a low bar sometimes. Keep those expectations low. And then I'm like so pleasantly surprised by how enjoyable an audiobook is or was. Um, I'll listen to any old thing. So yeah, maybe download that app. I don't know. Maybe audiobooks aren't for you. But if you're a listener of podcasts, they might be. And I'm hooked. Um, so we have some letters. Thank you, lovelies, for reaching out. Um, and trusting me with giving you advice in these tough times, it's nice to be—it's nice to be able to give advice to you. So there's definitely a theme, and my theme this week is "live life for life." That doesn't make any sense, but it is what I wrote down as the theme because of some letters I received. I kind of lumped. Um, so yeah, let's just do it. Um, here's a letter from a lovely dear Tess. I'm single and in my mid-thirties. I always thought I'd meet someone, but I'm not so sure anymore. How do I accept that love and marriage might not be in the cards for me? I live a full life and have wonderful friends, but I must admit that the brainwashing I received as a child, indicating that someday my prince will come, does make me feel a little empty sometimes. I would love to reprogram my brain. Okay, honey, your insight that you need acceptance shows me you are on the right path. Um, Yeah, you have been brainwashed. We all have. I mean, like, I think literally every single one of us has been from a variety of sources that are probably um, evolutionarily based in some respect, biologically based in some respect, but primarily, as we know, socially constructed to make you think that you need to have a prince. I mean, I guess we can blame Disney primarily for that social construct. I don't know. Well, it's this isn't about blame. This is about you and you know, you, that you you wanted marriage and you want chil- and you want love and possibly children. Um, oh maybe you didn't say that. I'm sorry. I might have just put that on you. You said love and marriage. We'll just we'll just start there. Being in your mid 30s does not disqualify you from finding love and or lifetime partnership or marriage, whatever that looks like for you. Because it hasn't happened yet, definitely doesn't mean it's not happening. You sound like a person who has a, has a great life. You said this, you have a full, you feel full. You have wonderful friends. Um, you're right. Maybe reprogramming your brain is part of it. I think you're already on that step. Here's what I know, certainly. There is no should, okay? I think this is a theme we've sort of touched on before. There is no path, um, there's no, what do I say, GPS that says turn right when you turn 22 and get this job and then make a left at age 25 to meet the love of your life who is perfect and everything you always wanted. Proceed three miles, then turn um, right again at age 29 with your first perfect pregnancy. No, 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 no there is that doesn't exist for life no matter what people around you are doing they're on their paths don't worry about them you worry about you i want to know what steps you're taking to invite love into your life um i know it's super hot to app date that's not how we could say it is it, it doesn't matter um you know you may be on some dating apps tell your friends who may have all of this love and marriage um Tell them you want to be set up because then, I mean, listen, if there's anything partnered people love to do, it is pair up their single pals with other single people. And then that's just like how they start seeing the world. Partnered, 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 single. Oh my God, you're perfect for these people. You know, that's, that's something partnered people are into. When you um, get a partner, a life partner, you suddenly become a matchmaker from, you know, a la Fiddler on the Roof or a la Patty Stanger. Is that her name? <laughs> Wow. Deep cut for the millionaire matchmaker, a show I'm sure you're all big fans of, and I'm sure is still on the air. But what I mean is, I don't think there, there's no finite resource of potential for meeting people um, and connecting. Maybe that's not your style. Totally respect that. You, you know, you know, your style, you know, what's right for you. And um, I don't think you have to worry so much. Being single and in your mid-30s is a beautiful thing to be. So I want you to like revel in it for a minute. If that means going on a lot of dates, awesome. If that means um, loving your single life and just letting your friends deal with all of the things that come with being partnered, do it. Do everything right now. You get this one life. That sounds like the most cliche thing I have ever said. However, I feel that pressing on me a lot as a person. This is it. Wherever you're at, age-wise, that's, that's this number you're at right now. But this is it, okay? So don't put pressure that was brought on by Disney or your parents or whomever. doesn't matter. Um, don't put that on you. You're on your path. I want you to find love too. I want you to have marriage. Because it, doesn't, it hasn't happened yet does not mean it's not in the cards for you. I want you to keep living this wonderful full life you have, full of support and great friends, and I want you to embrace everything that you're doing right now because I think you're on the right path. You're already you're already reprogramming your brain just by living your life every day. Doesn't need a dramatic, um, you know, doesn't need a dramatic wash, a la Clockwork Orange. Again, with such a topical, recent reference that I'm sure you're all very familiar with. That's just what popped in my head. Um, But I, I think the possibilities are literally endless for you. Okay? Don't get stuck in this I'm too old for anything. Okay? Do that Google of that meme that everyone has that's like, Morgan Freeman didn't star in a movie until he was 50. Oprah was fired from her first broadcasting job. Tina Fey didn't start improv until she was 30. That's all that inspiring stuff that lets us know there is no route and requirement to hit milestones for a certain age. So... Good luck. You can write me back. We love you. All right, lovelies. I've been giving advice for a few eps now. I hope it's been resonating with you. I hope that you've heard something that speaks to you, um, maybe inspires you to reach out, perhaps, because... That's what this is all about. I want to help. Um, I really do like it. I was thinking about how I need people to reach out anonymously. But then I was um, just kind of basking the other day in how much advice I give in person to people in my community. I've like literally in these past weeks, I've been approached to give advice about relationships, about reconnecting with biological parents, and about moving. And I was like... (laughs) I love being known or seen as a person who could give perspective. Whatever I'm putting out to the people in my life who see that, I love that they see that in me. And I hope I'm transmitting that across these airwaves um, in this podcast because I I really do love talking people through these things. It's a sincere joy for me. So thank you for reaching out and trusting me. And please keep doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, we're still living life for life. We're still spicing up our lives with the Spice Girls. I am so on top of current references. I'm immersed in um, pop culture. (laughs) All right, here is another letter from a lovely. Dear Tess, I've spent my life pleasing my parents. I work in the field they want me to work in. I got married when they wanted me to. And now I also have the kids that they wanted me to have. I'm now almost 40 and totally miserable. I don't even know how to begin taking my life back for myself. I don't have any time for my hobbies, and my wife and I constantly fight. Help. Oh wow. A sincere cry for help, as Andy pointed out. Oh, I feel you. You you use a strong you used a very strong word. You're totally miserable. You sound like someone who is like at their wit's end. You're overwhelmed. You have a lot on your plate. Okay. Any parent does. You said kids with an S. That means you've got a few. That's a lot to do. So I hear you. Uh, that's, that's rough. And here's what I've just known right away. Just from these few words you shared with me, just from this tiny description you've given me of your life. You've lived your life for everyone else. Okay. Um, you, lived, you spent your life pleasing your parents. That's like, that's admirable. I love that you were raised by people that compelled you to do that. Like that has some beauty in it, okay? Um, but you've learned, something I actually alluded to in my last uh, in my last letter. You've learned this is your life. So um, this is your turn, okay? You only get to do it once, and you're you're where you're at right now. And now it's time to um, reclaim your time. Yes, be Auntie Maxine. Okay, you got to reclaim your time. I have some concrete steps I think could help shift your perspective. Okay, there's a lot to get into. Like you don't have time for your hobbies. You're fighting constantly with your partner. Oh, you didn't maybe didn't even want to have kids. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. I want you to start. Um, a, gr- a gratitude inventory. I know. You're like, Tess, what the? Listen, it's, um, it's a part of positive psychology. And positive psychology is just a modality of psychology. And it's, I use it in my practice as a clinical social worker. It's very strength-based, which is sort of what I love about it, being a social worker in general. Um, but there are levels of positive psychology, the subjective level, the individual level, the group level. We focus a lot when we talk about this on cultivating optimism. Now, you might not think you're an optimistic person or that that's nonsense to you. However, it's like literally evidence-based that we as people can become more optimistic, as in evidence-based, as in researchers um, for psychology and medicine have researched this and this is true. Studies support it. So I want you to start a gratitude inventory. I want everybody to start a gratitude inventory. When I'm like regularly doing that and it's something I've, I've done on and off, I do feel like a happier person. But anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. Um, every night, you can do it out loud. Maybe it's, maybe it's something you and your wife can do without fighting. I don't know. Maybe it's a place to start on communication for you too. I want you to either say out loud to somebody the three the things that went well for you today or I want you to write them down. This sincerely, this practice, gratitude practice, gratitude inventory, whatever you want to call it, it's sincerely proven to cultivate and develop optimism. And people who are more optimistic ultimately perceive the things that happen to them through more rose-colored lenses, okay? Now I'm not saying since you're gonna say three things that you liked about your day and suddenly you're gonna be a happy person because you're very much like stuck in your circumstance right now, and I can appreciate that. And it sounds it sounds taxing, Um, so I don't envy you, but I do think there is a way out. Okay, I wonder about your relationship with your parents if it's gone from desire to please them to resent. I don't know the field you work in. You did it. You're there. What do you like about it? I think there's something. If you've been successful, if you've been in it a while, I want you to draw it out, even if it's tiny. Like, well, the kitchen has the best coffee I've ever had. Cool. That's, that's a starting place. I want you to think about the best thing about having children. There are lots. You get to go to Harry Potter world without being a weirdo. That's something. Um, You know, I want you to take back your life too. be Auntie Maxine, reclaim your time for sure. And this gratitude practice is about you totally. It doesn't have to be something you do with your wife. It's something you do by yourself. And that's a place to start. Also, in case I've missed it, you used to have hobbies. I want you to, I want you to take some time. Maybe it's only an hour a week. There's a lot of hours in every week. Take some, one hour, maybe, revisit a hobby, okay? Because you need you time. That's what I'm hearing also. I'm not saying you hate your kids or your wife, but if you do, you need you time to um, replenish, revitalize, rest, and then maybe come back at it more fresh-faced. There's a lot we could get into, As far as you and your wife constantly fighting, I want you to evaluate what you can abide and what you cannot abide in this relationship. Knowing those things about yourself, I find, are um, necessary for an ongoing relationship, especially one that's a life partnership like this. So you have a lot of work to do, but you've done a lot of work to get where you are. So now it's you time. Do the work on you not for anybody else not for me i've made some suggestions it's up to you take this time for you i want i want i want some of this miserable self-centeredness to become productive self-centeredness okay all right good luck you can write me back and let me know so lovelies thank you so much for listening this week for living living life for life, live life for life. That was the theme. I hope you all are living life for life. I hope I've said something that connects to you, makes you think about how you can reinterpret or keep living your life just for you a little bit better. Who knows? I want to know. So email me and let me know. Um, email me at through at gmail.com, T-E-S-S-T-A-L-K-S-U-T-H-R-U at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Hearsay Studios. And I can't wait to talk you through quite soon. <laughs> This has been a production of Hearsay Studios. Wait, what?